0: The Lord. Good to see everybody out tonight. I'm glad to be here. And uh, I want to uh, quickly just go over a couple of announcements and then I'm going to ask you to take your Bible tonight and open your precious Bible. I'll go ahead and give you a heads up on that if you want to go to Psalm 100. We're going to be there just for a few minutes tonight and then we'll observe the Lord's Supper. And I need to turn <coughs> this microphone on. I want to just remind you of a few things. Uh, gentlemen, if we could have a few of us tonight uh, after church. This is always a busy time of year. And uh, we try to get the Christmas tree up in the foyer before uh, or after Thanksgiving uh, for the first Sunday after that. And so um, the Gillies are going to put that up this year. And so if we could go downstairs. I know Brother Clay knows where all that's at. And Brother Chris, I know you went down there many times. And so if we could bring all that up. Uh, a few of you men, if you would, uh, follow Brother Chris and Brother Clay, and then a couple of us can go back here in the foyer. We can move that uh, table and chair over here into this first office, and we'll get all that cleared out. Just take a few minutes, and uh, we always appreciate the Christmas season. with that being said, that means that it's going to get busy, 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 busy. How many of y'all know what busy is and uh, now look here here's just the way it is. You can either be a Grinch about it or you can get excited about it. And, uh, you know, it's one of those type situations where, you know, if we was peddling poison, then I'd say let's be a Grinch about it. But since we're peddling life, I think we'd all get excited about it. Appreciate all two of you tonight. Amen. And uh, so, again, with that being said, the post office is up. And so if you're not familiar with the post office, that is so you do not have to spend a lot of money on stamps trying to get cards to the church family. You can just fill out a card, whatever you want to do, drop it back there in that box, and we even have people that will even put them in the folder. So from this point on, you'll need to check you will have a folder. If you're attending or if you're a member of the church, you have a folder, you will start getting cards. If you need a list uh, to people and you want to write cards to the church family, and we try to also include folks that are not members that are even just attending, that list is also on that table back there. And so uh, many of you are, of course, participating in that. So you'll be getting cards all the way till now, until Christmas Day. So you'll want to make sure you want to check that. How many of you think those cards are an encouragement? It's encouragement, isn't it? So anyway, you take part of that, and that'll be a great blessing. Uh, also, of course, with Christmas coming, uh, the first thing that's up is the uh, ladies' Christmas party at Ms. Kyla's house. This is an annual thing. Uh, So keep that in mind ladies That's always a special time And then the parade, that's the next big thing And that's a great opportunity for us To represent our church Our community, the Lord Uh, Have a great opportunity for a gospel witness And so I hope all of you participate in that And you start bringing candy in for that We hand out, I don't know, six to nine hundred bags We've handed out up to nine hundred one year And so uh, keep that in mind Bring that in And then we'll have a track in every card We'll try to get a ticket for our Christmas programs. So that's just a great opportunity to witness. If you want to be in the parade, we would love for you to. Uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a float, plus we'll try to put a bus in there so folks could ride. We definitely need folks that will walk that can hand out the candy. So uh, this is a fun time of year, so keep that in mind. That's always fun. I told Brother Palmer, every time I think of the parade, I think of him. The very first year I met him, they were still in England, but they were here for the Christmas season. I've never seen a man more jolly and running. I mean running. I mean, I watched him run. I mean, basically from the elementary school to Walmart that day. I was impressed. Not going to do it this year. That's all right. You going to do it? All right. He's going to try. But I was impressed. And I'm telling you, that just got me from that first day. I liked Brother Palmer from that day forward. Amen. Amen. But uh, nonetheless, I think that's all the announcements. Uh, Let's look in Psalm 100. I'm going to go stay here a second. But I am going to do this tonight. Brother Clay's going to get a microphone, and he's going to take one here in just a little bit. We're not going to do it right yet, but then he's going to take one down there to Brother Edgy. And I'm going to get these two men to man these sides. And uh, I want to give you an opportunity tonight to give a testimony. This is Thanksgiving week, and we have a lot to be thankful for. And uh, I want to just give you an opportunity, and we'll just take a few minutes doing that. But let's look in Psalm 100, and some of these children have been quoting this psalm, and I'm thankful for that. But let's look at it. Something just popped out at me the other day I want to share. Psalm 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Here's what caught me the other day. Enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good his mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Heavenly Father, I pray You'll help us tonight. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe on this little passage of Scripture, I must say. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. Now, I'm, I'm, I think that's interesting that there could have been a lot of words there that He used and decided for us that He would like for us to enter into His courts or into His presence with maybe laughter. Or he could have said, hey, with holiness or with righteous lips. Or he could have said uh, with peace. He could have said enter into his uh, courts, uh, with, uh, enter into his gates with amazement. I mean, there, there could have been a, a, a host of words that he used, but he used this word, Thanksgiving. Now, we celebrate this special word and this special time in the month of November every year. But to be quite honest with you, you know as well as I do, Christians ought to celebrate it every day. We ought to be entering into everything every day by Thanksgiving. Why? Because we have a lot to be thankful for. Now, I know life's rough. I know sometimes we are thrown curveballs. I know sometimes we're punched in the stomach. I know sometimes we are hurt. There's real hurts in life. There's no doubt about it. And uh, there's real disappointments and there's real discouragements. But one thing, no matter where we are in life, whether we're discouraged, whether we're happy, whether we're unhappy, whether we've just taken a punch to the stomach, whether we're dealing with something that we really don't want to deal with, the truth is, a Christian can still be thankful. The reason he can still be thankful is it's right here in the verse. Enter to his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Why? Be thankful unto him. I'm going to be honest with you. The Bible tells us that in everything we ought to give thanks. But I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard to be thankful for when we're punched in the stomach. It's hard to be thankful when our heart's been ripped out. It's hard to be thankful when we're hurting. It's hard to be thankful when we're discouraged, when some circumstance takes place. So that's why God doesn't say enter into His court or His gate with happiness. Because happiness is depending upon our happenings around us. Joy endureth the night. But even greater than that, no matter what we can't, be thankful for, we can always be thankful in Him. That's why we should be able to enter into His gates with thanksgiving because I say, look, I might not be able to be thankful for that tonight, might not be happening in my life tonight, but I can tell you one thing I can be thankful for, I can be thankful for Him. He's never failed me, He's always loved me, He's always been there for me, so He says to be thankful unto Him. Unto Him, there's the source of thankfulness. If I get my eyes on people and say, Oh, I'm so thankful for so-and-so and so-and-so and -and and -and so-and-so. By the way, we ought to be grateful for so-and-so. But I want to help everybody here tonight. Sometimes so-and-so will fail you. And they have no intentions of failing you, but they're human. I'm glad there are people, and obviously I'm thankful for all of you. But I want you to know something. My thankfulness does not rest solely upon you. It can't. And by the way, your thankfulness cannot solely rest upon me. I hope you are thankful for me. I'm thankful for you. But the Bible says right here that we are to be thankful in Him. So I believe God wants and He expects His children to be thankful and grateful people. There's no doubt about it. I think he expects it. I think he, 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 he depends upon it. I think he, he I just think he wants it. It should set us apart from the lost. And look, Thanksgiving's a special time. I love to see people when they get excited for holidays. I love to win, I love to hear people get excited. I, I'm gonna be honest, old-fashioned, I love to see people get excited just about cooking a meal. I do. Cooking and getting that all—I love to even see people get excited. I don't like doing it personally, but I like to see a well-decorated table. Somebody say, hey, "Man, I don't like doing it, but man, I love to see it." I don't have a knack for that kind of stuff. I mean, look—I'm gonna put plastic plates and plastic cups if it's up to me. I don't care. But I like when somebody, I'm thankful for when somebody wants to put some effort and time and excitement into getting uh, 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 something done. And Man, I, I get excited when a, when a lady dons an apron and cooks and has a little bit of sweat coming down off of her brow because she's been cooking a turkey. Somebody say, man. Oh, I know. You say, old pastor, you're old fashioned. Well, I tell you what, I just, I'm used to seeing my two grandmas, man. I mean, they just cooked all day long. Now, I know we can do things different today. Let's go out and just get one ready made. Amen. Hey, whatever floats your boat, do it. But get excited because this is a special time of year. We can be thankful in Him. So we ought to be grateful. Why should we be grateful in Him? Just two quick things and I'm going to hurry. We ought to be grateful to the Lord, number one, just simply, who He is. Not what He does, although we're going to be thankful for that, but I'm thankful for who He is. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so I'm glad. I'm glad who He is. And then secondly, and a couple little things underneath the second one, we can be thankful in Him because of who He is, but also what He does. What He has done. What He has given to us. He has provided salvation for us. That never changes. Are you glad to be saved tonight? Isn't it wonderful? Don't ever get over the joy of your salvation. Don't ever get over the joy of your salvation. It is absolutely provided to us by Him. Do you understand? We were guilty. We were guilty. Who would ever think of a story of the ones that are guilty and the one that was sinned upon came to redeem the one that sinned against Him? But yet out of His great love... Even though we sinned against him, he provided himself a lamb for our salvation. That's an amazing, amazing way of plan of salvation. And I'm thankful for it, and I hope we're thankful for it. He's provided victory for us too. He's provided peace. He's provided, hey, he's provided love. He's provided joy. He's provided hope. We ought to be thankful tonight, all that he's provided. Amen. Y'all thankful tonight? All right. Are you? I'm going to give you a shot. I'm going to give you a chance. So, Brother Clay, if you would, hop on down there if you would. I don't know if you better hop, not you better walk. I guess y'all ever say that, hop? Anybody ever say hop on down there? Has any of y'all ever heard that before? Hop on down there? Well, I can tell none of you have. <laughs> And so let's get it tonight. If y'all are thankful, how about somebody just stand right up, just let them know because we're videoing this and we want the folks online. And by the way, all of you that are watching online tonight, we're glad you're here. And if hey, and if y'all have a, thank, a praise, a testimony, why don't y'all put it on Facebook there and just say what you're thankful for. So if you have a, a testimony, something you're thankful for, just pop up real quick, all right? Something you're thankful for. Here's one right here. All right.
1: I got saved, Um, and I I was thinking about um, every time I went to Sunday school, I was sad because I wasn't saved, and one day I came to my mom, and I was sad because um, I wasn't saved, and I got saved.
2: Amen. 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 Well... I'm thankful for two, especially for two things that's happened in my life. It happened in November, November the 26th, 1966, I accepted Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. Brother Bill Franey and Brother Jim Horton was at my house that night and my life's been changed from that. And the same thing happened in, in November. Betty and I went to see Miss Joe Kern at Erlanger Hospital after her heart attack on on November the 25th. We went the next day or so, and she could just barely, my wife could just barely get up to the room, she's weak. So we go to the doctor uh, on the 30th, November the 30th, that'd be five years ago. Yeah. And uh, the doctor said, let's do a bunch of tests on her. And he come back and said, you have the chronic leukemia. This is the middle grade. You don't have to take chemo right now, but you'll be taking te- uh, medicine and so forth for a while. Well, uh, that changed my life. Mm. It really did. Yeah, that would be five years. This coming uh, uh, next next week with the thirtieth, and uh, it's been it's been a blessed time. I know. Uh, these, these are two things that I'll never forget. Salvation, how great that was. Amen. I'm telling you what, I lived for the Lord 30, 33 years. And I I'd, I'd went to work and I'd see these, sit, be on a graveyard shift and sit down to eat breakfast. And these boys, I'd ask the blessing, one or two of them would all the time. And that convicted me. I mean, that I I, made me miserable. Huh. And that, that really started. Uh, my thinking about getting saved then the preacher started coming by and there were some people, other people come by to see me and some of them it didn't affect me at all but uh, but then uh, I couldn't get away from it so there that night I accepted the Lord
0: Amen. and
2: my wife they told me right off, said she'll never be going to remission she'll have this from now on and so we've. it's been a long road, right now we're on a medication that's kind of stay, got her uh, kind of stable right now the blood but it's cancer of the blood and it's the middle kind he said it'll never be cured never go into submission so but we praise the lord that we're both after 67 years of marriage we're both still doing great amen i appreciate the church appreciate brother mark and the family i love all of you i really do amen amen
3: I'm thankful for a great church family and a wonderful pastor.
0: Oh, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Somebody else? Brother Covey?
4: I, I've been here a long time. Mm. But i got to confess, I've never been to KFC. And i got a five-year-old great-granddaughter, and I've tried for a year to get her to agreed with me to go to KFC, and she finally did. Amen. And she gets in the car on Wednesday afternoon and says, Papa, we're going to church, aren't we? But I'm thankful for these people Amen. that work down there. Yep. I mean, I love children, but <laughs> you should have been there last Wednesday night <laughs> when Charity, Charity was explaining to these kids what they were going to do after the Christmas program. They were going to get presents, and you never saw like the smiles in your life. Now, some of these kids probably don't get anything, but they're excited. But these people work hard. Amen. Amen. And I appreciate what they do. Amen. I appreciate what Jesus has done for me and what he's doing down there in the lives of those children. Amen. So I just praise the Lord for you guys. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's encouraging.
3: Fifty-nine years ago. I was pastor of the Meshulabah Baptist Church in Macon, Mississippi, Knoxville County. And my wife began to have doubts about her salvation. And I tried to convince her. I was just a young preacher. I didn't know anything. I'm an old preacher now. and don't know anything. <laughs> but I tried to convince her she was saved. But it didn't work. ha. Huh. And she kept having these doubts. And on Thanksgiving night, we went to a revival meeting. And coming back home, she said, I don't know what I would do if I could could know for sure that I'm saved. Mm. We pulled into the driveway. I turned the ignition off. And I said, well, we're not going to get out of this car until you Mm. No. Mm. And I said, why don't you just pray and ask God, the simple prayer, am I saved or am I lost? And she did. And she grabbed my arm. I thought she was going to break it. She said, Larry, I'm lost. And I said, well, 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 get saved. (laughs) And she began to pray and beg God to save her, and I stopped her. And I said, sweetheart, that's not the way to get saved. You don't have to beg God. He's already done it all, and you know. Mm. You just need to trust him as your personal Savior. Mm. And she said, I will, and I do. Mm. Amen. And I haven't heard any more doubts. Coming out of Mrs. Judy since then. Amen. Now, I'm going to put her on the spot, and I'm going to let her finish this testimony.
5: (laughs) Well, Mosheulville Baptist Church at that time was a country church, sweet, sweet country church. And my greatest fear, I think, during the time that I was having my doubts, I had, went, I had gone forward when I was 10, but nobody dealt with me. Mm. Nobody dealt with me. And I just appreciate the Lord's uh, patience with me, Amen. the Lord's keeping on, speaking to my heart. Yes. But my greatest fear while I was having those doubts was what the church would do. Mm. I had to get to the place yeah. where that didn't matter.
0: Amen. Yep.
5: Peace was my goal. Amen. I know what it is to have doubts, Amen. and I know what it is to have peace. Amen. And of course, the church was thrilled that they had Amen. To the pastors. Amen. Amen. I appreciate the Lord. It was fifty-nine years ago on Thanksgiving Day. Amen. I appreciate him for being
0: patient. Amen. Amen. Praise
6: the Lord. That testimony sounds very familiar to me. Uh, I was raised in church all my life and made a profession of faith probably when I was about six to seven years old. Uh, Again, nobody really dealt with me either. Um, And for years, I hung on a day a day uh, October ninth, 1992, uh, and I hung on that day for years and years and years as a child member, you know, struggling with what I know now is conviction at the time, uh, and uh, struggled with it for years. Went to Bible college, graduated with a master's in, uh, bachelor's in youth degree, could preach, could teach, graduated from Crown and went to, back to my home church, and three months later, I was a assist, essentially assistant pastor in a church in Waycross, Georgia, and uh, and struggling again with uh, conviction. And uh, they had a pre- visiting preacher come in. He preached and just made a simple statement, and I, I just couldn't get away from it, and just, If God's so big, how can he be living in you? and You not know it. Mm. And uh, struggle with that. But the biggest thing I did struggle with was the same thing she struggled with. I'm assistant pastor in a church. Mm. I'm the youth, youth, the teen, uh, the uh, adult Sunday school teacher. I'm children's leader. I'm this, I'm Bible college graduate. I'm Mm. this, that, and the other. I have to be saved to go through all that. And I can't go to the church and tell them that either. And I remember going to the altar April the 5th, 2009. And still struggling with God. And asked that same, that same prayer. God, if I'm lost, will you show me? Mm -hmm. And, and I stopped in the middle of the prayer. I didn't have a brother Larry sitting beside me, but I said the same thing. (laughs) This ain't right. Uh. I'm lost, God, and I need, I need to be saved. Mm. Amen. And i tell you, I ain't never felt peace like that in my life. Amen. And I got up and uh, from the altar bawling, which is not normally me. Went to the pastor and put my arms around him and in front of him in the pulpit and just whispered in his ear, I said, I got saved. And he squeezed me, about squeezed the life out of him, said, thank God. And, mm. and church just was excited. Amen. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, a lot of things, times the fears Satan puts in our ears is the very thing that sends many people to hell. Um, but if you just let go of those fears and just trust God, Amen. you're going to say it'll change your life. And now I tell you, he's, he's never let me down. I've, I've let him down so many times, but he's always been good. Amen. Um. You know, he's led us to where I never dreamed I would've been here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Amen. Uh I'm in the I'm just i let people know I mean first meeting we have a preacher in my slower. I told him I was like, uh, yeah, I have a youth degree but I, I don't work with teens. You don't want me working with teens. I and I don't do skits. I was like <laughs> Um, I was like, uh, you know, and um you know and now god's got me working with teenagers past ten years and i and I love it me and my wife love amen. it, and you know the things that you dream that you never dreamed you'd be doing God put you there and, and, and you love it mm-hmm. you just, i mean you, you can't ask for a better God than that you amen. know amen. To, amen. to be able to serve him he's just, he's just uh he's just wonderful and i'm I'm thankful for this church i'm thankful for my family i'm thankful for our pastor amen um you know, there's a. I was uh, pretty pretty rough whenever I came here, you know, as far as just working with people and dealing with people. And uh, I told you before, you know, when I was preaching, and me and preacher used to sit and talk for hours and hours. And those were just not all good and fun talks. They were they were some enlightening talks for me, but they were needed. And i uh, still got a long ways to go. But I appreciate a pastor, his heart. And,
0: and his love for people. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. you, brother. Appreciate you. Anybody else? Yes, sir, Brother
7: Palmer. Uh, <clears throat> just thankful to the Lord that a fourteen-year-old boy came to know the Lord Jesus as his Savior, and then uh, the Lord brought us into a young lady to us. She came all the way from Chattooga from Lookout Mountain, Georgia, to Virginia. She asked me to marry her, but well, she says it a different way, but I so thankful for that too. And to be able to go as the Lord allowed us to serve him there in England. Amen. It would come Thanksgiving time of the year, but they had nothing. They didn't have anything. And I was thinking, well, Thanksgiving. They said, oh, that's an American holiday, but who was there? There were English people and Indians.
5: Right. And I
7: said, well, you were there at the first Thanksgiving. Well, they didn't So that time of the year, after several years with just our family, we said, harvest Thanksgiving. So they now have another day. It's called Harvest Thanksgiving. When we would just go and uh, get names of some people who are really in need and take them some vegetables. Because in England, the harvest is usually a little later with the vegetable crops and things. And 10 goods, we would take it to the people. And you know what? Most of them were elderly. And they were so thankful for someone to come and visit with them. Amen. They were thankful for the goods and all. And for someone to just remind them who the Lord Jesus Christ was. To go and to share the Lord with them. It was truly a thankful thing. We thought we were being blessed. I mean, they were being blessed, but we were were. being blessed by seeing what God was doing. Amen. Showing God's thankfulness throughout each and every day. And we thank the Lord for how he continues on. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. A couple more. Anybody else? I think you to but
5: anyway, I sure am
0: Amen. 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 Well, we're thankful. I'll tell you, Miss Betty's a walking miracle. Trial medicine, it's no longer a trial for her. It works.
6: Yeah.
0: No doubt about it. That's God, isn't it? Amen. But God, anybody else? We've got one more. Who wants to, Brother Tony? Yeah, finish us up tonight. i
1: can keep this together. <laughs> 1976, the Lord introduced me to a family that I didn't understand. And their life was totally different from the way that I raised. I had a strong man that, uh, that led their family, to, took them to church, and yeah. just a good, godly man. I didn't understand that family because I'd never been exposed to stuff like that. And so in doing that, I met my wife, and I've got a great sister-in-law and brother-in-law that have gone to this church for a long time got a wife that's very faithful. I wasn't that person. In 1990, mm. the Lord saw me to come to this church here. I was lost. Mm. And I had done a lot of things that I'm not proud of. But during that time, God was working in my life, and Amen. I didn't realize it. Amen. And during that time, he exposed me to or introduced me to people that that... I would have never met if I hadn't went to Tiffany Baptist Church. Mm. It changed my life. Amen. Since 1990, I don't think I've ever been the same person. Amen. I still try to be what God expects me to be, but I fail in many ways. We all do. But at this church, during those times, it was the hard times, It wasn't easy. I had to do a lot of things to the. To correct things that I uh, that I had uh, that I had done, but during that time there was been, and I still have their cards. Some of them are they probably don't even know who they are.
6: Mm.
1: I have letters uh, that were encouragement that got me through those times. They Amen. know my personal life. Amen. My family knows my personal life. Some of the church does, but without this church and without those men and godly women that God put in my life. I don't know where I'd be today. Amen. And it's I contribute all that to God's grace and his mercy, but also to the people here at me back to Church. Amen. Because without them and the support, I really don't know where my life would have been today. Amen. And Amen. Yes, I'm ashamed of what I did. I'll never forget those times, even though I know God has forgiven me. But those hard times is what keeps me straight today. Mm. And so I remember those. Mm. And I never thanked the church. There was times that this church has prayed for me. And men and women that have prayed for me. And I never took the time to say thank you. So I also want to say thank you the church Amen. for believing in me and praying for me Amen. and my family. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you,
0: gentlemen. God is so good deacons y'all want to come on up God is so good God is so good He's so good to me He answers prayer He answers prayer He answers prayer so good to me. We're going to observe the Lord's Supper tonight. This is a special time in the life of a church. This is one of the ordinances that the Lord Jesus gave the church. The other one was baptism. Baptism and the Lord's Supper. Baptism uh, symbolizes the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ by being uh, the water crossing. Your body as the cross crossed the Lord Jesus' body. We are lowered into the water as Jesus Christ was lowered into the tomb. But then we come up out of that water, signifying the Lord Jesus Christ's resurrection. That's a symbol. And then, same with the Lord's Supper. It's symbolic in the fact that we're still remembering and reflecting upon the greatest gift that we've ever been given. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ and his salvation. And so tonight, I want to read this passage of scripture. And we're going to do things a little different tonight, not really much different than the last time. Instead of all of us taking the bread and the drink all at one time, I want us to have time in between there to do it whenever you want. And uh, we'll have some time of reflection there. And so I'll read the scripture and then I will uh, sit down and we'll have uh, Miss Cindy play. And then somewhere in between there, a few minutes, and then we'll pray for I'll get up and read another scripture for the drink, and then you can take that drink in between that period of time. I've personally never been comfortable with everybody doing it all at the same time. That's just a personal thing to me. I think that ought to be something when you're ready to do it, and after you've spent time of reflection, maybe repentance, because that's what this is all about. We're remembering the Lord's death, and so I'm going to ask in His burial and His resurrection, and I'm going to ask Miss Cindy to play a little bit tonight, even after I read for us, before I even get up and the deacons come and serve it, just to give us a few moments to reflect. But I want to read. Of course, we know that this is an ordinance of the Lord. Jesus gave the disciples and the church. And in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, He is trying to correct a church by not observing the Lord's Supper properly. So this is in... Uh, really, he's uh, correction, and so we know that the Apostle Paul is correcting the error of the church of Corinth. So I want you to notice uh, for verse 23, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped saying this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. So these are symbolic things. The bread is to represent the broken body of the Lord Jesus. The grape juice is representation of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the way there is no salvation without the broken body. And there is no salvation without the shed blood. So symbolic tonight. This is a very precious thing that we're doing. And I like to do it during the week of Thanksgiving because there's nothing uh, more, I think, appropriate to be thankful for than the Lord's salvation through His broken body and His shedding of blood. So then we see, as far as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till He come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread... And drink this cup, the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. So let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. And uh, I want you to notice there's self-examination here. Uh, When the Bible talks about someone that's unworthy, by the way, none of us are worthy. But we're made worthy by the broken body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ tonight as your Savior, He's worthy. But at the same time, we ought to be examining our lives and making sure that we are repentive and reflective of His goodness tonight. I was I was brought up in a church. We had the Lord's Supper every Sunday, and it was taught to me at a very young age what the Lord's Supper was. And so I say to you, we don't get in parents' business. This is between you and your children, and whatever you think is best for your child, we leave that in there your responsibility. I would encourage you, if they do not understand it, this is a great opportunity to talk to them about it. And uh, I wouldn't just let them partake just because they are thirsty or hungry. Uh, They need to understand what that means. But that is completely up to you. So we are to be saved. We are to examine. We're to partake. And this is all because of remembrance and remembering the Lord Jesus Christ and what He has done for us. And so I like to do it on the week of Thanksgiving, because we ought to be thankful people. Amen? Amen. How many of you thankful tonight that his body was broken for you? How many of you thankful tonight that he shed his precious blood for you? And so that's why we want to do this. So before we even hand out uh, the elements tonight, I'd like for us just to take a moment, reflect, and let's just think. We'll let Miss Cindy play for a few seconds here, a minute or so. We won't get in a big hurry, but we'll be out of here soon. Let's take a few moments and just... Think about the Lord's body, his blood, what he's done for us at Calvary. Amen. And then you can take the bread whenever you're ready in between when I get back up and read about the cup. When he had given thanks, he break it and said, take ye, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your precious body that was broken for us. Lord, we were not there. Lord, we do know and understand a little bit about crucifixion. It was a horrible way to die, a very painful death, one of public shame, one of mass wounds. So, Lord, your body was broken. You tell us in Psalm 22 that you were poured out like water. And, Lord, you did all of this because you loved your creation. So, Lord, we want to thank you for your broken body tonight. We thank you and tell you this in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance. very night after this that they left parting. They parted with a hymn. Let's sing Thank You, Lord. Thank you, Lord for saving my soul. Thank glad you saved tonight. I want all of y'all to have a happy Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful time with family and friends and be careful on that food. Amen. And uh, how many of you have an old-fashioned turkey this week? Ham? Both? Anybody have anything different like uh, goulash? Or how about anybody having them ribeye steaks? Anybody having ribeyes? All right. Well, whatever you have, make sure you enjoy it. And uh, listen, be careful going home. Uh, we'll be traveling to West Virginia tomorrow uh, to be with Laura's family. And so you pray for us. We'll be back, Lord willing, Saturday. Be much in prayer for the service on Sunday. Brother Clay will be preaching Sunday morning. Brother Edge will be preaching Sunday night. I'll be here. And then the following Sunday I'll be back in the saddle. And I appreciate all of your patience. And I also concur with Brother Edge and all of you. I love, I love my church family. Y'all love each other? Yes. Make sure you tell two or three of each other before you leave tonight. Amen. Brother Jimmy Horton, would you stand and just bless us and, or conclude our service with prayer?